Thank you, praise team. As at uh, Trevecca's graduation last week, and one of the professors was a worship professor. He talked about that that song we just sang and that grace, great verse: "If every stock was a quill and the ocean was full of ink and the sky was a scroll." And he said, and I'd never heard this before. Maybe you've heard this, Doctor Purdue, that that verse was found on an insane asylum wall, uh, written by a man who was executed. And it's an old Hebrew uh, lyric, an old Hebrew poem. And you know, it just, it just makes you think about how overwhelming the love of God is. And uh, we, we lived in um, Cincinnati, right um, by the Voice of America. Uh, if you're familiar with that, in Butler County, they had the Voice of America. And, and the Voice of America was where they would transmit by radio uh, propaganda basically towards Cuba. <laughs> And so when we lived there, and that was still going on, now it's a park, they don't do it anymore. But when we lived there, uh, our phone, (laughs) if you'd pick up the phone, you would get Voice of America propaganda. (laughs) And uh, it makes me think about the love of God. I, I believe the love of God is so powerful that it permeates our our atmosphere, as our evangelists talked about, that, that, it, that sometimes it bleeds through to our culture. <laughs> you ever watch a movie and they, they sing a song like Amazing Grace and you think, boy, that has nothing to do what, with what this movie's about. But, but I believe the love of God is so great. It just permeates and, and comes through in all sorts of different avenues. <laughs> I think that's true with mothers. I think when you have motherhood drives us to this, this point of love and, and, and mothers exhibit this kind of love, this God flows through mothers. And, and, and I understand it's not like that in every case, that there's, there's bad circumstances, that there's, there's not always positive. You know, I, I'm blessed with, with parents that when, when I think about the love of God being father's love, it's easy for me to grab. When I think about the love of God being like mother love, it's easy for me to hold on to because I was blessed. I know that's not every situation, but, but most of us understand that when we're celebrating Mother's Day, we're, we're celebrating uh, an unconditional love. And that's why we have a day for, for mothers and for fathers. Where would we be with our mothers? We wouldn't be here, Right. You know, I wonder where I would be without my mother, and I wonder where some of you would be without your mothers. My mom is unique. Uh, my, my boys always laugh, and, and I, I guess I can't tell them why, but for some reason, every time we go to my mom and dad's house, mom has green beans on the stove. I don't care what time it is. Uh, it could be at 3 o'clock in the morning, there would be green beans cooking on the stove. Uh, you know, she's famous for her uh, fried potatoes and things like that. And um, they'll eat salmon for my mom. They wouldn't eat it for me if I was forcing it down their throat. But they'll, they'll eat those kind of things for her. You know, mom has been our greatest advocate. You know, I'm thinking about my mom. And, you know, I think of God as an advocate. My mom's been an advocate for us. We, we were... Um, over there the other day, and, and, and mom had pulled out this letter from this teacher. My sister had this teacher that, that uh, and, you know, my parents supported teachers, and, but, you know, every once in a while you get some people that don't understand, and, and this teacher had decided that the best thing to do was whoever's 
Whoever had a bad mark at the end of the day, no matter whether their bad mark, so they'd move it every, to, to each person. Whoever did something wrong, they'd move this bad mark. And whoever ended up with it at the end of the day would get wax. I know, this was an old school. When I was in school, they used to hit you with wooden sticks. Uh, yeah, I, I know, it's crazy. And so this teacher thought it was a good idea just to, 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 whoever was the last on the list at the end of the day would get a whack. And my sister was completely terrified of it. I, I never was terrified of that, but, but my sister was. And, and she, wouldn't, she didn't want to go to school. And so uh, my mom talked to the teacher and, and, and she said, you know, when you have kids, <laughs> you'll understand this a little bit. And you know, years later, she got a letter from that teacher and mom still had it because she keeps everything. She still has this letter saying, you know, Wanda, you were right. And I'm sorry. I'm glad I had parents that were advocates for me. And you know, they, everything that we did was special. Uh, I, I just got from mom and dad because they moved from their house, my birth bills. I cost $107. And... Uh, <laughs> After Blue Cross, Blue Shield played their part, Dad only had to pay $7 for me. I think I'm a pretty good bargain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she, she gave me my, my first shoes, and, and you know I don't know what I'm going to do with them. They don't fit anymore. Um, uh, but she gave me my first shoes. She's kept everything. She keeps every card. At, at the end of the service, we're going to do communion. We're going to sing a song called Reckless Love. And there's a, there's a line in that song, and it says, before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. <laughs> and I can't help but think of my mom when I hear that, that lyric, because I understand that before I spoke a word, before I could think, mom was singing the songs of Jesus over me and, and speaking love over me. It saw at the altars last week one of those things that just sticks with you and Amy was at the altar praying and, and I kind of looked I thought well there's some, somebody under her and Molly was under her <laughs> and I saw Amy praying and Molly under her at the altar and I thought man what a special precious image that is <laughs> I think of Terry and our boys uh, I, I think my boys should thank my wife daily uh, because she was a lifesaver at times for me. <laughs> I don't know, dads, sometimes don't we think discipline is the most important thing and sometimes moms think protection is the most important thing and, and so my boys should be eternally thankful to Terry. It's one of my favorite memories when Spencer was in fifth grade or sixth, fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. He, he used to catch when he played baseball. And I think I've shared this before, but, but I think it's a perfect image of the difference between Terry and me. And Spencer was, playing, was catching and there was a play at the plate and he, the, the kid wiped him out and, and Spencer tagged him and, and he was laying there hurt and I was at the fence and I was going, he was out! And Terry was going, my baby! <laughs> you know, the difference between moms and dad. You know, I, I believe that moms make a home. I do. I, I, I think moms make a home. Uh, I, I did. And in this sermon, and actually the sermon for Memorial's Day, we're, we're calling Homemaker. And it, it really came from um, Helen Borland's 
funeral and it said in the paper, homemaker, that little word, <laughs> but such an essential word. You know, we, we say that and it's just, oh, it's, she's a homemaker. And, uh, you know, to make a home is a big deal. <laughs> you know, to, 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 to be a homemaker, I, I think when you think of moms and you think of making homes, I, I think moms provide, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Terry, we wouldn't have clothes. We, we would be in trouble, uh, you know, because she's our laundry person. She, you know, she, she, she knows stuff that I don't know. If something ever happens to Terry, I'm in trouble, uh, just so you'll know. You know, I, I think moms intervene. <laughs> we were in the, the Smoky Mountains. Oh, I don't know. It's been six, seven years ago. And, and so I was, has anybody ever been a, across the back of the Smoky Mountain? National Park, the gravel road across the back. Uh, you know, everybody's been through that main road that goes past Newfoundland Gap. Well, if you go all the way around, there's a gravel road, and I would not advise it. Um, there's a reason not many people go across. And so we went across. As we were going across this road, I saw a mama bear with three cubs. And you know your pastor. You know I'm, I'm really smart. And so I got out of my car to get a picture. And um, mom didn't like it. Uh, you know, she, she made some pretty aggressive move toward me. And I said, well, maybe we won't worry about the picture. And uh, I got back in my car. You know, moms are, are protective. They, they intervene and, and they value stuff. I've already talked about all the safe. Mom's got every card I've ever given her. And she's given them back now because they're moving out of that house and I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Anybody want them? <laughs> uh, you, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a keeper, I guess. Moms endure. You know, they, they just stick with you. Whatever you're interested in, they're interested in. This, this past spring, Terry was sitting at high school state championship basketball games with, with Spencer and I. She doesn't like basketball all that much, but she just does these things because Spencer likes it. And, and, and honestly, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. Moms are homemakers. They, 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 they do all these extra little things that, 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 that create these spaces of provision and intervention and where you're valued, where, where, where you're, you're, there's just perseverance. And our God is a homemaker. Uh, when I think of this phrase, homemaker, it doesn't just apply to, to, to ladies in this place, but it applies to our God. Our God is a homemaker. Scripture talks about this all the time. Hosea 11, 1 through 4. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. But the more I called Israel, the further they went from me. They sacrificed to the bells and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms but they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with the cords of human kindness, with ties of love. I lifted the yoke from their neck and bent down to feed them. Isn't that a tender image of God? You know, and in this image, the amazing thing, this is in Hosea. And so God is talking of his people at a time when they've rebelled, when they've sacrificed to the bells, where they've... Where they've fallen to idol worship, God still speaks about them as tenderly and as kindly. You know, maybe you've, um, maybe you've had a bad time. 
Maybe you've drifted a little bit. I want you to know that, that God, in, in the mind of God, in the love of God, he still views you with tenderness. And he wants to reach down his hand and lift you up and encourage you and draw you back to him. Amen. Right. Isaiah 66, 13 has this. Say, so we're comfortable and, and we hear it more. The Father's love, but God's love is like a mother's love at times as well. It says in Isaiah 66, 13, as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. And so there's all these images in the Bible of, of this, this parent-like love, this mother-like love that, that God has for his people. It's, Jesus expresses this when he comes into Jerusalem. He says, Jerusalem, how much I'd have just gathered you under my wings. You know, this, this mother love, this father love that God has for us. John 14, 1 through 3 is one of my favorite passages. And, and I, I use this or read this in, in most funerals I do because I think it's so important important to remember this. Jesus in the last night he's with the disciples says this, do not let your hearts be troubled. <laughs> trust in God, trust also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. Now, the imagery here is not a mother. It's, it's, a, it's a, a bridegroom or a groom coming back to get his bride. And, and, and so Jesus is using the image of someone who's engaged to be married and going to his father's home and building a room onto the father's home. And when the room is completed, he's going to come and get his bride and they're going to live in the father's house. And so the image is Jesus is creating this place, this, this home for his people. You, you realize, of course, we're the bride, right? <laughs> that this home that Jesus is creating, he's creating for us to bring us to be with him, to be with in his father's home. As I thought about that phrase, I, I, I see our God as a homemaker, that, that he's doing something, he's trying to do something in our midst that, that creates all those elements of home. God provides. Do you believe that this morning? <laughs> Whatever you're going through this morning, God provides. God, God has a, a way of providing Paul writes it like this in Philippians 4.19. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, I like the second part of that scripture quite a bit. It doesn't say, hey, God will provide. That should be enough, but he doesn't say just God will provide. He says, my God will provide according to the glorious riches in Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so when I think of the provision of Christ, our provision of God, it, it is marked, it is fulfilled, it is guaranteed by this man, Jesus Christ, who came and bled and died on my behalf. <laughs> God protects. 2 Thessalonians 3.3, 3, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. 
you realize we need protection, right? <laughs> that, that we live in an age where we're not completely safe unless we are under the hand, the protection of God. Um, you know, I, I've been reading, I've been in the Bible a lot lately for whatever reason. Uh, you know, I always try to get through the Bible every year. But for some reason, it, you know, I'm going to get through several times this year. And I, I, I'll be through the Old Testament a couple times here. And um, it, it's, it's just, stuff's just been hopping off the pages to me. <laughs> and one, one thing that, that, that struck me this past week in my reading is God's talking about all these man-made idols. <laughs> and all these man-made idols... God says to the prophet, you know, they're, they're handmade and they can't protect you or deliver you or do anything. As a matter of fact, I am the one that made the material that they're using for their God. We have a God that can deliver and can protect. God values you. <laughs> 1 John 3, 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. And that's what we are. So this morning, you're valued. You matter. God sees you. God cares. God takes an interest in your life and loves you. God endures. All these things a good homemaker does. Psalm 136, 1 through 4. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. You know, I think this is a good one that you should read the second part of that. Okay, I'll read the first part. And this, this is an impromptu responsive reading, okay? So I'm going to do the first part and then you do his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords. To him who alone does great wonders. God's love endures. God's love will take you through to the end. God will endure with you. He will persevere for you. As much as we need to persevere, God will persevere more. As much as we are faithful, God is more faithful. And then finally, God is for us like no other. Um, what then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? <laughs> can we see that last line together? If God is for us, who can be against us? <laughs> you know, when I think of the image of, of parents... You know, I, I go to basketball games. I sit sometimes by Todd Walters. And, you know, and, and when Todd's sitting there and there's no boys of his playing, he is the calmest guy on the face of the earth. <laughs> Refs are a lot better when your kids aren't playing, aren't they? You know, and so I, I can watch a basketball game and, 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 and you know, I, I can go to a Fairbanks game. I love the kids from Fairbanks, but I can go watch them play. But, you know, I don't get all bent out of shape. You know, when, when Baylor gets fouled, I really didn't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> you 
but when it's Spencer. Sometimes I'm getting the games just a little bit. <laughs> you guys don't think that's true at all, do you? You know, calls become a lot more important. <laughs> games become a lot more important. Now, now I would say this, that over the years, I've watched so many games. It's, I'm not near as bad as I could be, am I, Todd? You've sat next to me. Thank you for saying that, even though you may not believe that. You know, I've gotten a lot better over the years, but, but we have a God who is committed, invested in you. And, and as we are with our kids, as we are invested in them, as we are pulling for them, as we are for them, God is more for you. And God's desire for you is to find his way and walk in it. Not because God is some tyrant that's just trying to dictate your life, but because he knows his will and his way is the way of life. So God endures, God values, God protects, God provides, and God is like us, is for us like no other. You know, I think about a mother's love. All you moms out there, I tell you what, you, you kind of it's kind of reckless the way you love. Uh, when you stop and think about it, to, to, to give, when you, when you give birth to a child by naturally, that's not good for your body, is it? Um, <laughs> I should have got like some women running and shouting and praising God. If I remember right, it's been a long time now, uh, 16 years. If I remember right, when Terry was pregnant, she was like throwing up and stuff. <laughs> Changed her body. It was hard. It wasn't easy. It's, it's, you give up your time. You, you give up your body. You, you give up your personal desires. The truth is that that's true for anyone that will invest in anyone else. <laughs> to truly invest in anyone else. If you're really going to love someone, that means that you have to give up your own desires for them. It's a little bit reckless. God's love for us is a bit reckless too. <laughs> God in Jesus Christ, bore your sins. In his body, he bore your sins. His blood and his flesh was torn for us. <laughs> you know, I look at myself, I don't think I'm worthy of that. <laughs> but the truth is, God thinks I am. And I guess I'll trust God on that regard and not me. <laughs> God says we're worthy of this love that is poured out, that's broken, that's, that suffers all things. The song we're going to sing, Reckless Love, as we receive communion and our praise team can start coming up, has a bridge in it that, that I, I tell you, it just moves me. The writer, and we've, you've, you've probably heard this song on the radio. Who's heard it on the radio? Okay says, there's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't 
tear down coming after me. That's the love of your Father for you. We're going to receive communion. And could we get the tables out? I forgot to pull them out, Josh and Bob. Uh, we'll have the communion on the table and, and, and we'll line up. Guys, can you dismiss them from the back? And if you need help, let one of our ushers know. Uh, the elements are in the little cup and, and we have wafers here. There'll be one dish of wafers in the middle that's gluten-free if that's something that you'll need. And, and so what I'll ask you to do, I'm going to pray and then we'll, we'll come from the back and receive the elements. Um, wait, I'll give you instruction when you get back to your seat uh, as to, to when to partake of it. And, uh, but let's pray first, okay? Our Heavenly Father, right now we give you praise and thanks because you're good. You love us. You pursue us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we have no reason to boast, no reason to be proud. Lord, I can't be proud or boast in my birth because I had nothing to do with it. I had parents and then I had life. And so it is in the spiritual life. There's no reason to boast that we have life because of our Heavenly Father, God. It's what Jesus did that gave us life. It's not our own righteousness. It's our, not our own religiosity. It's not our own churchianity. It's not anything that we've earned, but it's a gift of God given through the precious blood of Jesus Christ, through the torn flesh of our Savior and our Lord. And that love tells us, the activity on the cross tells us how much God loves us. And so here we are. We're walking through life. And as we receive these elements, Lord, we should be reminded of the dynamic, overwhelming love of God that wants to lift us up, that wants to walk beside us, that wants to give us hope when we want to lose hope, that wants to lift us up when we want to give up. Help us now, Lord, as we hold these tangible reminders, the juice and the bread of what Jesus has done on our behalf. In Jesus' name we pray.